0: Hello dear friends, once again it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, right here on our website. I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and we're so glad that you've joined us today to gather around the Word of God. Uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, open them uh, to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 13. On the subject today, a holy hatred of sin, a holy hatred of of sin. Now the reason I'm going to talk about sin is because sin is serious. Listen friend, today because we kind of don't want to go there, we don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. We're setting people up for defeat in their life instead of victory in their life. Without a holy hatred of sin, we will never ever 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 be able to live in the freedom and the victory that is Ours in Jesus Christ, and that's why this message is so important today. This little three little letter word. Now, there have been people in pulpits let a four letter word slip. Keep right on going and make no waves. This little three letter word it'll draw attention because sinners, in particular, do not want to hear about sin, and Christians who are allowing and practicing sin in their life don't want to hear about sin and yet sin is the reason Jesus came into this world it's the reason he who knew no sin became as if he was a sinner that he might pay the price for our sins on the cross not so we could continually be slaves to sin but we could be able to be forgiven and walk in a victory that is ours through his shed blood and his Holy sacrifice, a holy hatred of sin. Listen to Proverbs eight and verse thirteen. It says, "The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, and every froward mouth." Do I hate? The Amplified says the the reverent fear and worshipful awe of the Lord includes the hatred of evil. You see, friend, without the fear of the Lord, deep reverence with awe and affection, we will give in to our weak flesh. Sin will dominate us, and Satan will gain a foothold in our life. And by the way, if he gains a foothold and it's not dealt with, he will build a stronghold in our life, and we will be caught in a trap that God never ever ever wants to see us caught in listen to romans six fourteen through 16 it said for sin will not have dominion over you for you are not under law but under grace what then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace god forbid verse 16 know ye not "...that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servant you are whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness." Friend, today I want to make a statement in light of this great truth, sin still has consequences. The willful disobedience to God will not only invite his chastisement, it opens us up for Satan's evil intentions. And believe me, if he gets a foothold, he will seek to build a stronghold. And if he establishes a stronghold in our life, it's going to be very, very difficult for that to be broken without complete, complete and utter renouncing of the hidden works of darkness and an embracing uh, through repentance of the glorious light that we have in Jesus Christ. I like what uh, a, a the New Living Translation said sin is no longer your master because it's talking about slavery here being enslaved by sin enslaved by sin becoming a slave to the devil in that respect friend if you do not master it it will in fact master you addiction uh, uh, is just one of those sins that will master you if you do not master it and listen, being a Christian doesn't mean that, that you can sin with impunity. Grace is not a cover-up for our sin. It's a way for us to get out of it. Hallelujah. Praise God. I remember David Wilkerson telling the the story that had been related to him. When he started Teen Challenge. A place where young people. Young men and women. Could could come and hear the gospel. And receive Christ as Savior. And be delivered from drug addiction. And he said one young man told him. He said you know. When I became. I did not intend to become a hard core addict and I did not intend for my use of drugs to bring me to the place that it brought me he said I started just doing drugs with my friends at a party and he said it was like a cute little monkey that got up on my shoulder and and (laughs) and I I I like to play with the monkey it was fun it was nothing but but just playful harmless fun to me but he said I kept, the, the monkey kept asking for food and I kept feeding the monkey more and more and more. And the monkey had an insatiable appetite. And I kept feeding the monkey more and more and more. And the monkey kept growing and growing stronger and stronger and stronger. And one day I realized that this monkey will never get enough. And he's too st- too big. I feel the weight of him. He's no longer a cute little monkey. He's a full-grown gorilla. And I decided I can't do this anymore. I can't take this anymore. This is destroying my life and my family. And I reached up and grabbed a hold of the monkey to yank him off of my shoulder. And the monkey didn't budge. Now the monkey was bigger than me. And the monkey was stronger than me. And I couldn't set myself free. Now, that's the bad news about addiction. Here's the good news. Jesus can set you free today. Hallelujah. Come into Christ, receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. Gives you a qualifier for being set free. For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. This is real freedom. Freedom. That's why David Wilkerson wrote wrote the Jesus Factor book because it was that that got so many people delivered from drug addiction. Just one of those sins that start out as, as just giving place to the devil and then becoming a stronghold built. Once he gets a foothold, he's going to build a stronghold. But even if he has built a stronghold in your life, I want you to know there is deliverance and there is victory and there is freedom in Jesus Christ today. He is anointed according to the scripture to set the captive free to set at liberty those that are bruised. Hallelujah. Listen, this scripture is not saying that if you do not have a 100% dominion over sin, that you're disqualified for grace, but rather because you're under grace, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to reject the propensity of our flesh to give place to the devil. We are we are no longer slaves to sin. We are now the servants of God. This word servant here, whoever you yield your members, servant, it is the Greek word for slave. You're either enslaved by sin or you are willfully taking Christ's yoke upon you. Praise God, taking up your cross and following him. Cain was forewarned about his sin in Genesis 4 and verse 7. It says, If thou doest well, thou shalt be accepted. But if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. In other words, if you have a a heart to obey and you become obedient, Amen. You will be accepted just like your brother was. But sin lies at the door waiting for the opportunity. Listen, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Literally, you either conquer him, or he's going to conquer you. One translation says, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Literally, you must master it. Cain did not have the person Nor the power of the Holy Spirit. But he did have the ability to choose to let this devouring beast in or to bar the door. We used to sing the song that came out of the island Shut the door. Keep out the devil. Shut the door. Leave the devil in the night. Shut the door keep out the devil, light the candle, everything's all right. Listen, friend of mine, the prince of darkness cannot stand in the light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He cannot stand in the light, the illuminating power of the word of the living God today. Friend of mine, a fervent love for God and a holy hatred of sin will assure us of victory over self and over satan i like what spurgeon said about this the great preacher of old he said sin murdered christ will you be a friend to it sin pierced the heart of the incarnate god can you love it the answer should be no a thousand times no listen listen We have the power of choice, every one of us. We have a sovereign will. And not only do we have in the new covenant the power of choice, we have the power of God to defeat the world, the flesh, and the devil. Not sinless perfection, but being in a state where sin does not rule us. It does not keep getting the upper hand over us. Romans 6 and verse 12 says, Let not sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust." Oh, dear friend of mine, a fervent love for Jesus and a holy hatred of sin will keep the devil out. (laughs) Hallelujah. And invite the Holy Spirit in. Jesus knocks and he calls. Satan crouches and he waits for an opportunity as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, That whom we are to resist steadfast in the faith. James 4:7 says, "Submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you." That word "flee" in the Greek means to run, as in panic. He has to have your cooperation to blind you. He has to have your cooperation to bind you. And you, you have, you can, you can overcome this thing. I'm telling you, if you're addicted to alcohol, if you're addicted to, to sexual perversion and pornography, if you're addicted to whatever you are, drugs, it doesn't matter, cocaine, the whole route, whatever has got a hold of you, this Habit that you have, which is from the Latin have you. Christ wants to have you. He wants to be the Lord of your life because He will not hurt you and harm you and enslave you. He will lead you out of darkness. He will lead you out of bondage. Praise God. Dear friend of mine, we need to get a good look at the backside of a fleeing devil instead of quivering fear. Of the enemy's forces arrayed against us. I like the Amplified of this. It says, So submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him. And he will flee from you. So come close to God, verse 8, with a contrite heart. And he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded. It's time we get centered in our faith and centered on jesus christ you can't serve two masters the the scripture is clear jesus says it's impossible to serve two masters for you will love one and hate the other hate one or love the other let's make up our mind today that we're going to serve one god and one master we're we're going to yield our members to Jesus Christ today. Deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Him and Him alone. Listen to Ephesians 4 and verse 27. Give no place to the devil, no foothold, you see. If you give him a foothold, he will build a stronghold. And if he builds a stronghold, then we are in serious jeopardy and serious trouble. I like Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 through 31 in closing today. I'm going to read it from the English Standard Version. Puts it in practical terms. Listen carefully. It says, For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, There no longer remains a sacrifice for our sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much more punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has spurned the Son of God has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has outraged the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. Friend of mine, deliberate sin is serious. Deliberate sin is dangerous. Deliberate sin brings two negatives into our life. God's chastisement, if you're his child, and the devil's intentions to do evil. It gives place to the devil. That word place is terra firma. It means to give land. Years ago, the Jim Walter Corporation would build you a house, a frame home, a little small home, but a home nonetheless, brand new. Would build it if you owned debt-free a piece of land they would build you a house on it, no money down. Because if you defaulted, if you defaulted, they got back the house and the land and they could resell it for a great profit. It helped a lot of poor people like my dad and my mom and and myself, of course, as a child, in order to have a roof over our head. But they would not build on it unless you gave them the deed to your property. And I'm going to say this in love today. But it's very important. That you don't give place. To the devil. That you don't give the deed. To your property over to him. By constantly giving in to him. When he tempts you. There is victory in Jesus. But you have to make up your mind. That you're going to stand fast. In the Lord. It's going to involve saying no to your flesh. And yes. To To the lordship of Jesus and that's how it ought to be and that's how it can be and that's how it will be if you make that all-important decision that I'm not going to live as a slave to sin sin is not going to have dominion over me sin is not going to reign in me and when I find myself committing a sin of omission or commission I'm going to be quick to repent quick to confess and I'm going to be forgiven and I'm going to be restored and I'm going to go on and walk in the victory that Jesus' sacrifice at the cross has made available to me. Hallelujah. Oh, dear friend of mine, today is not a day to continue down that road of bondage and slavery. This is a day to begin to walk in the glorious liberty of the children of God, And that is the liberty that God offers you today. Every one of you. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior today. And you feel just like that young man did. That this habit is too big. This habit is too strong. I can't get this monkey that's become a full gaunt, grown gorilla. I can't get him off my back. But well, you're right, you probably can't. But I'll tell you, there's someone that can grab him by the nape of the neck and throw him off of you. And that's the one who came to set the captive free, who's anointed and appointed for that very purpose. And if you're that person that is held captive to habit and sin and you feel like you could never, ever be free, Jesus has come. To set the captive free. To set at liberty those that are bruised. To declare the acceptable year of the Lord. You know what that is? That's when slaves were released. Bond slaves working out of debt were released from their servitude and able to go free. Friend of mine, you can be released from your slavery to sin and you can become a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Ah, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Run to Jesus. And be saved. And be sanctified. And be set free in Jesus' name. Christian, it's time that we come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing that you might receive us, that you might keep us from the enemy, that you might bless us, that you might give us the victory that you paid such a precious price to give us, that we might walk in that glorious liberty of the sons of God. In Jesus' name, amen.